Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. All right, I want to tell you about Brain FM. Some days our focus is stretched thin. Different sources of stimulation regularly wear on our attention. Working from home can obviously exacerbate these issues. At best, curated playlists can be a crapshoot. Whether they'll actually push you to be more productive, who knows? This is why we use Brain FM. These guys have neural phase locking audio technology and fire soundtracks that shift your neurons into focus mode. Visit brainfm.com. That's www.brainfm.com. Use the promo code Direct Impact for great discounts. That's Direct Impact with no spaces. Now, visit the link in our show notes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epstein and Gregory Martin, and we're here for a candid conversation about um, a few different things about suffering mainly um talking about suffering and maybe talking about sacrifice a little bit but the two concepts of suffering and sacrifice i had sent gregory a podcast that i really really enjoyed it was actually ian cron's um, podcast called typology and he had an author on and they were talking about um suffering and I just really, I shared it with him. I liked it. And I just wanted to have a candid convo around it because it has a lot to do with, in my opinion, it just sounded a lot like you know, what you deal with when you deal with uh, the disease or the dis-ease of addiction. And so the concept that they were talking about and I'd like to discuss is really like you suffer to the degree that you avoid suffering. (laughs) And I could not believe how true that was. And like, it landed so heavy on me. It was like, boom, like, yeah, the more we avoid something, the more likely it becomes. Because I really do believe that like, the more we avoid suffering, the more we're going to experience suffering. (laughs) So what do you think, Gregory? So I'm actually going to throw a curveball at you because I like that whole concept and I agree with it. But I want to ask about the mythical healthy person, the mythical normal person. So the applying this subject to them, where does that mythical, normal, healthy, completely healthy Where do you learn to suffer? How does one learn to suffer? Is it your parents? Is it religion? Is it school? Mm, That's a good question. Because I love the concept of learning to suffer or Mm -hmm. what you would call suffering well. Yeah. Like, how do you learn to suffer well? Mm -hmm. For me, the answer would be um, probably just lived experiences, probably my own suffering. Mm -hmm. But religion, too. You know, as a Christian, suffering can be seen as just like such an amazing privilege and opportunity to grow and to share in something special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
don't know. It's a good, good question. Kind of finding the places that teach perspective. Because mm-hmm. isn't it need well, the avoidance of suffering is such a knee-jerk reaction and it helps when you have a way to orient yourself to a perspective of how can I make the best of this for an example or what can I do from this or what is the meaning behind this? But I feel as if that takes, it's not training, but at least effort to get to a point where you just don't do the knee-jerk. The knee jerk and then that word that you said meaning, Mm -hmm. because it is so human of us to have triggers and impulses and reactions to avoid any type of pain or suffering. Mm -hmm. But it's also very human of us to try to assign meaning to that process. So like those two things, it's like, yeah, let's just get in our humanness because we are human and we're going to have knee jerk reactions to avoid pain. And sometimes those knee jerk reactions become compulsivities. Mm -hmm. They become addictions, right? And so the concept of befriending our pain Mm -hmm. or suffering well allows them maybe not to materialize into compulsivities and addictions that cause so much consequence and wreak so much havoc on people's lives. I think that aspect of perspective in general and being able to orient to a perspective is important because thus finding meaning doesn't mean you find a positive meaning or a purposeful meaning because you the opposite can be true it can be meaning that begets more suffering oh and that's exactly what i was thinking when i was thinking about where do we gravitate towards initially as humans is the i mean like just logically i think like the meaning we would assign to suffering would be that it's bad something's wrong Mm -hmm. um this is horrible i'm going in the wrong direction what do i do to make it stop right and like because we're assigning this negative meaning to suffering but in reality i don't know that it's negative i think it's an opportunity perhaps I think of all places to hear me talk about media in a positive light, but I think in a lot of stories told via books, via movies, via television, and even video games, tabletop, what have you, there usually is an aspect of suffering, if not martyrdom, and the stories and the narratives and the characteristics, when portrayed in a good way or in a positive way, I think, really do help give you, oh, you can actually look at it like this. Right, right. And so the concept of suffering well, I just think becomes very important in a process of recovery. It's like, how do we approach suffering? Mm -hmm. How do we assign meaning to suffering? How do we move through suffering instead of avoiding it, which inevitably leads to more pain and suffering, which Mm -hmm. I just love. And then the other word that comes to mind and just has been, you know, coming to mind for me a lot lately is, is suffering. And sacrifice. So not just the suffering part, but the, you know, being privileged enough to sacrifice. Mm. And I am really trying to sit in that and become friends with it and love (laughs) that feeling that comes up in me when I sacrifice. Because most of the time that I make a wise-minded decision Mm -hmm. to sacrifice, it comes from a very deep place of love Mm -hmm. and blessing and abundance. And so being able to connect sacrifice to those things is something I've really been sitting in a lot lately. So I feel like sacrifice and suffering, they really kind of go hand in hand when they come from a place of beauty and privilege. On kind of the other end of the spectrum, I can't help but think of Cartman's Jungle. 
Okay. In terms well, of explain suffering. that to our, our listeners. So it's Cartman's, Cartman's Triangle. Cartman's Triangle. Also, I've heard it dubbed the Drama Triangle. It has kind of three points, three perspectives. People find themselves in relationships and how they show up in relationships. Uh, no, one's called Rescuer, and the other is the Victim Role. And then I've heard it referred to as the Martyr. But is there another way that they phrase Persecutor. That? Persecutor. And yeah. So yeah. So. You know, if you're looking at the diagram, if you're looking at the triangle, the top is usually going to be your um, enabler. Mm -hmm. And then if you come down um, to your right, you're going to find the persecutor. And if you go all the way over to the left, you're going to find your victim mm -hmm. and people move around. Um, it's so it's so interesting that so when somebody approaches a conversation as, for instance, the enabler they're going to find maybe a persecutor at the other end of that. And then inevitably they're going to shift immediately to the victim. Like, you know what? I can't be an enabler anymore because I'm getting yelled at. So now I'll be the victim, yeah. right? <laughs> Who's getting injured. Um, so it's just, it's a very interesting concept. So how do you see that relating? Just like suffering is the fuel for that whole system. Like, because I'm suffering, I find myself in one of these three and move between these three. And shifting. And yeah, shifting between the three because I have this suffering and I don't know what to do with it. Mm, I like that because, yes, suffering, but also you can see how the shift happens in an attempt to avoid the suffering. Right. A hundred percent. It's like, ooh, painful. I don't like this. I'll be the victim. <laughs> oh, I don't like being the victim. Let me be the persecutor who's raging, you know, or, you know, step into the codependent enabling role. I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this today. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone. Bye for now. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.